0: al Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar Bilmo, Presented by Farhan bin Rafi' Ahmed. Inna alhamdulillah nahamaduhu nasta'inu nasta'inu nasta'agfiruhu wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina min sayy'ati amalina man yahdihillah falamudillalah wa man yudlil falan tajidah lahu waliya murshida wa ashahadu an la ilaha illallah al-ahadu al-qahar wa ashahadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluhu يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّقُوا اللَّهَ حَقَّةُ قَاتِهُ وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْرِمُونَ Indeed, all, all praise and thanks belongs to Allah Tabarak wa ta'ala alone. We seek His help, His assistance and guidance in all things. He whom Allah tabarak ta'ala guides, there is none that can misguide him. And he whom Allah tabarak ta'ala leads astray, there is none that can guide him except through the will and permission of Allah wa ta'ala alone. And I bear witness and testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah. And that Muhammad ibn Abdullah ibn Abdul Muttalib al-Hashimi al-Qurashi was the final messenger and prophet sent to all of mankind. O oh, you who believe, fear Allah, fear Allah as he deserves to be feared. And do not die except in a state of Islam. Do not die except that you are Muslims. Alhamdulillah, this is lesson 23. And we return after our short break after Eid. Uh, and we welcome all of the brothers, new and old. Today's lesson, we will cover verse number 10 in Surah Al-Baqarah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says... فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٌ فَزَادَهُمُ اللَّهُ مَرَضًا وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ In their hearts is a sickness. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increases their sickness. And for them is a punishment extremely painful because of their lies. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and he says in continuation to the previous verses that we have taken regarding who? The munafiqeen, the hypocrites, those who said that we believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the last day, but in reality they do not believe. They aim to deceive Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the believers. But in reality, they only deceive themselves, but they fail to perceive it. This is the continuation of these two previous verses. So what is the state of these people? What is the description that they do not understand? What is it that they do not see? فِي قُلُوبِهِمْ مَرَضٍ Within their hearts, inside of their hearts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, is a disease. Is A sickness now, Imam Al rahimahullah, who died in the year 516 after the hijrah of the Prophet, alayhi wasalam, he says, Shakun wa nifaq. Imam Al rahimahullah, he says, Shakun wa nifaq. That within them is doubt and hypocrisy, doubt and hypocrisy. That this is the marad, this is the sickness, the sickness of doubt and hypocrisy. Then he says, that in the Arabic language, the origin of marad is al ضعف, which is weakness. So, sickness comes from the word that means weakness. And he says, doubt in the religion is called a disease. Shak, doubt in the religion is called a disease. Because it weakens the religion Just as sickness weakens the body Now something that is important My brothers and sisters Is in the Islamic context There are two types of diseases and sicknesses The sicknesses of the heart And the sicknesses of the body So over here This is describing When it says It doesn't mean they have like a cancer that goes Is there a heart heart cancer? Is there? Huh? Heart disease, my man, right? It doesn't mean they have a physical ailment. I can't believe I got that wrong. Like at this point, like wallah, why am I here? Now, if they have heart disease, or they have high blood pressure, which affects their heart, or they got something like that, it's not a physical ailment. It's yani, something that's spiritual in nature. Now, Imam al qurtubi Rahimahullah, who died, 671, he says regarding this verse that their hearts are described in this way. It has a sickness in it. To show the state of the corruption in their i'tiqad, in their beliefs, in their creedal system. And this is either that their hearts were upon hypocrisy and doubt, or that it was stubbornness, rebelliousness, and their rejection. So over here, is a description of the beliefs that they had that within their hearts what they maintained of their beliefs was distorted it wasn't in the correct way or he says that it could be that it's a description of their nature as being stubborn and rejecting the truth not that they were not that they had shak not that they had doubt but they rejected the the truth after knowing it that there wasn't any doubt here so it could be a description of their rebellious nature as well. Now, Hussein says that the sickness itself in the hearts was the beliefs that they carried. The sicknesses that were in their hearts, in the hearts of the munafiqeen, was the beliefs that they carried. So someone who has false ideologies and creeds can be described as being marid, as being sick. So this is very, very important over here. Imam who? Qurtabi. 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 Imam Al-Qurtabi, rahimahullah, is saying that if someone is not upon the correct creedal way, that you can say that this person is marid, he's sick. Very important. This is why it will explain why some of the scholars had talked about other people who were on deviated methodologies and said, fulan marid. is so-and-so was sick. And you're thinking, well, the guy lived to was ninety years old. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? He looked like he was pretty okay, but no, married sicknesses of the heart. Now, what is the effect of this sickness? Now, this is a sickness that's there—that's doubt, or rebelliousness, or hypocrisy (nifaq). What is the effect of it in their hearts? Imam Al Qurtubi rahimahullah he says. That they were free from being protected, they were free from being protected, guided, assisted, and helped by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they held these beliefs, then they were not protected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and they were not assisted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They lost this just because of what? The beliefs that they carried. He later says in his tafsir that others have mentioned that this means. That they find tranquility in the dunya. La ilaha illallah. That when this shak, this doubt comes into your heart, the effect of it, how it shows, what happens now, is that now you find peace in the dunya, tranquility in the dunya. And they love the dunya. And they become heedless regarding the akhirah, regarding the hereafter. And they turn away from the hereafter They don't walk, work towards the hereafter anymore They focus just on the dunya They focus on what they love They love the dunya and they do not love the akhirah This is perhaps, wallahi One of the scariest characteristics of the munafiqeen Of the hypocrites That is most relevant to us today We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection This lack of awareness of the akhirah the lack of awareness of the Akhirah This dunya-focused mentality is a poison that unfortunately it is maybe the characteristic of our time That we are heedless of the Akhirah Now, this dunya, my brothers and sisters, is worthless Only this religion Only this religion Anything that revolves around this religion That is worth concern that is worth what you're supposed to be thinking over. If it's not concerning the religion, then it is useless. It is worthless. Now, the problem is, is that we focus on our Akhirah way less than we focus on how much we focus on the dunya. And yani. let's take this, yeah? A little bit of an example. Let's just say, you had. I, I had fun when I was typing this one up. I was thinking about it. I had a bit of a laugh. Now, if you had a job that started at seven a.m. in the end of the world, two three hours away, okay, two three hours away, seven a.m., okay, and the money was good, it wasn't just good, it was good, right? It wasn't, good, it was good, right? So say, <laughs> he's in trouble. Now say you had a job of spending one hour of your trade, one hour of your trade. On your job And your normal rate Let's just say Is a hundred bucks for your hour Right For this one hour But this brother He knows you He knows that you're a right. You you know how to do your work You know what I mean And he says You're gonna come drive out to me two hours Two, three hours And then you're gonna go back two, three hours So I'm not gonna give you a hundred bucks I'm gonna give you five grand It was a hundred bucks worth of work And he's saying I'm gonna give you five grand Now, it doesn't make sense But heck, sometimes in life, wallahi this happens Wallahi this happens, right? But I bet you, wallahi, you would be there at 6.55 He said 7, you'll be there at 6.55 You would leave your house at 4.55 Because the the job is 2 hours away and you'd get there at 6.45, you would know, 6.55, you would know every traffic camera, where the school zones start, where they stop, you'd know all of it You'd research the route, you'd make a plan, where I'm going to stop for petrol Should I get breakfast on the way, is it like a V or a Kaak thing today, or is it Lahma or a Red Bull today, what, what's going on, what am I doing today Where am I going to get breakfast, maybe there's like a food joint somewhere close, you'd be there at 6.55 whether you like it or not You would have left your house at 4.55 Two hours away What? For what? Money Yes He times what? Times 50? Right? Times what? 100? Yeah? 500? Yeah, whatever yeah. Nah. He times that by an absurd amount And you ensured that you would be there For one hour's work You ensured that you would leave at 4.55 for this payday and you'd brag about it to your friends You'd talk about it to everyone that you knew I just got paid big bucks What would you do? I went akhir <clears throat> dunya, I came back Now my brothers and sisters You chase this dunya in this way And everyone does it I, I, I don't care who you are You do it Don't tell me that Oh no, no, no I would have said no to that because, No, no, no You would have done it Right But ar The one who has all rizq ar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the provider of all rizq, He tells you to wake up for fajr. And He says just the sunnah of fajr, just the two units of prayer, just before fajr. It's not five grand. It's better than the world and everything it contains. Allah is giving you this. He is telling you, wake up. At a certain time You just pray two units of prayer Wallahi The sunnah of it is that You're actually supposed to recite The shortest surahs there It's not supposed to be a long thing It should take you If you if it takes you five minutes That's a good day You know what I mean Like mashallah You took all your khushu' In subhana Rabbi al-a'la like, You took your time You know what I mean It's not even meant to be a five minute thing But Allah gives you Gives you in return Something that is better than all of the world And everything in it Where were you at 4.30? Where were you? Do you get where I'm coming from now? Alhamdulillah We forget the akhirah We chase the money, the women, the world, the dunya, the pleasures But we don't chase the akhirah in the same way Everyone has a different sin For some people it'll be the, the money Whatever it is, sell whatever it is, whoever it is, doesn't matter. Right? But for other people it's the eyes. They chase the dunya. Eleven o'clock at night, on a Friday night, you have nothing to do but to go to KK's. Driving that box. You know what I mean? But you're at KK's. And you're looking at everything that walks, everything that moves, everything on wheels or not. If there was a wheelchair, you'd probably look at it. Why, let's, be, let's be honest It's disgusting Wallahi it's disgusting That Muslims can be brought down in this way The next morning Gonskis This book is never, nowhere to be seen No masjid, no fajr, wala Wakes up after dhuhr Let's see if he prays Alhamdulillah if he does You chase the dunya But you don't chase al-akhirah We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For his protection This is a sign of nifaq, hypocrisy that your heart chases the dunya and not the akhirah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection ya rab. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then he says Fazadahum Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he increases them in their sickness. He increased them in their sickness. Imam al-Qurtubi rahimahullah he says that it has been mentioned. This is one of the opinions there are two regarding this verse. It has been mentioned that this is a dua against them. This is a dua against them. And it would mean that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increased them in doubt and hypocrisy as a result of their disbelief. Allah increased them in doubt and hypocrisy, shak and nifaq, because of their disbelief. They would not be helped in achieving their goals and they will not reach their ambitions. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection. Imam al Qurtubi rahimahullah, he says... And upon this understanding of the verse is an evidence that to make dua against the munafiqeen and to abandon them is evil. And this is because they are the most vile and evil creation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Qurtabi who died when? 671. I didn't say it, he did. Now, he says that it has also been mentioned That this is a clarification of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That their sickness has increased So either it's a dua against them Or a clarification by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That their sickness has increased That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Has increased sickness upon their sickness So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Is taking them from a point of sickness To an even higher point of sickness We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For his protection Ya Rabb now, how did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase their sickness? How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala increase that Imam al baghawi rahimahullah who died in the year 516 after the Hijrah of the Prophet? This is due to the verses of the Quran being revealed one after the other, verse after verse. Every time they would disbelieve in a verse, their disbelief and their hypocrisy would increase. Because what was their crime? They had doubt in the Qur'an, right? They were hypocrites regarding the Qur'an, what was revealed to the Nabi Wasallam? So with every single verse that was revealed, it was something that they further rejected. So it, mean, it, mean, it meant that their sickness was now increasing. Subhanallah. With every verse, they increased in their sickness while the believers were increasing in their guidance. Now Imam al-Baghawi, rahimahullah, he also says, Regarding وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ For them is a painful punishment He says A painful punishment A punishment that reaches their hearts A punishment that reaches their hearts Because where was the crime? In their hearts So it is important to note That the punishment for them Is going to be in their hearts Now بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ Imam al رَحِمَهُ الله, He says By their rejection And lies Regarding Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala And his messenger Sallallahu In private This is what they used to lie about It wasn't يعني, Someone was a liar About يعني, My goods is good Will you take this يعني, It's not that type of lying The specific issue that they had right? Well, This is what they used to lie about Is we believe in Allah We believe in the messenger We believe in al-akhirah But they did not believe So this is what Imam al-Baghawi rahimahullah He notes as this was their rejection, their lies regarding Allah and His Messenger in private. Because in public they said, we believed. Now, Imam al rahimahullah, he mentions a quote, he died when? 12.50 after the hijab of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi Let's just assume you told me that. Imam al rahimahullah, he died 12.50 after the Hijrah of the Prophet sallallahu He says that Ikrima and Tawus, they mentioned that marad is riya'. They had Riyah, they were showing off, Riyah is showing off, and Allah increased them in Riyah. Think about this, yeah? This is, when you think about it, when you ponder over it, it really does give you like mind boggles, right? These guys were praying Isha with the Nabi وسلم, Maghrib with the Nabi alayhi wa sallam in Masjid al-Nabawi. They were praying behind the Prophet sallallahu imagine next to one of these people is Abu Bakr another person is Suhail another person is Ibn Abbas think of all of these giants Ibn Masud here Khalid there and there's one scum in the middle but what were they doing what were they doing praying in maybe the rawdah of the prophet sallallahu alaihi if that's not riya what is Imagine someone saying, I'm just going to show them that I believe. So I'm going to perhaps even get the front line. Where? Because he's saying, this between my house and the minbar is Jannah. I'm going to make sure I'm praying there. So they see me there. So when you think of this, that they were increased in Riyah, that they were able to continue this. Imagine how hard it is to get to the masjid now, today, with all the fitan around. Now imagine in an Islamic state where everything shuts down during Salah. And Nabi sallallahu wasallam is there So everyone knows that if you're not there Someone's gonna be like, where'd that guy go? Right? So it's very easy to get there But these people were seen as some of the forefronts They wanted to make sure They were going around saying, we believe We believe They were very vocal in their belief So they had to be consistent upon their riya' Allah gave them the consistency Because they had diseases in their hearts La ilaha We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For his protection بِمَا كَانُوا يكذبون يعني Because of what they used to say in lies Lying, my brothers and sisters Is obviously a sin Yes? We all agree? Take, take. Now Qatada rahimahullah, He mentions, he comments regarding the end of this verse They have a, a painful punishment because of That which they used to tell in lies He says regarding this part of the verse, he says, Beware, all of you, of lies. All of you, beware of lies. Because it is from the characteristics of nifaq. Beware of lying, because it is a sign of hypocrisy. It is a characteristic of hypocrisy. And he says, it is from what? Hypocrisy. Shaykhul islam nataymiya rahimahullah He talks about a very, 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 very important issue that everyone needs to listen to, especially the young'uns. You guys are all pretty funny. I can just see it in your faces. You guys like to crack jokes, right? Yes? No? No one likes a joke here? Very serious day today, boys. Shaykhul islam nataymiya rahimahullah He says about a very serious issue Which is extremely prevalent today Especially in social media Right What is the issue? He says The one who speaks With lies For the purpose Of making others laugh Ooh. Promise Who's in trouble Wallahi Most of social media is just a bunch of jokes Straight out. Most of social media is pranks or people saying, running into a room, your whole family died. Like some random, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I don't know why I took it to zero to 100 that quick. I don't know, but that's the first thing that comes to my mind. Now, social media is filled with this, right? Of talking for, this, for the sake of making others laugh. Now, Shaykh al Islam in Taymiyyah, he says, the one who speaks with lies for the purpose of making others laugh. Or another reason, any other reason right, Is a sinner against Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his messenger It's not for you to say, I was just joking It wasn't funny, one And if it was funny, it's still a sin It's not funny Because it's a sin And even if it was funny, it's a sin So you can't justify it in any way That I'm just joking I'm just joking if it's a lie, it's a lie. Now, he then says, For indeed, Bahz ibn Hakib, he narrated from his father, who narrated from his grandfather, that the Prophet sallallahu he said, Indeed, the one who speaks, and he lies, for the purpose of making other people laugh, وَيْلُ waylullah, thumma waylullah. And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa repeated this three times. Now, Wail, my brothers and sisters in the Arabic language, can have two meanings and they're both bad. None of it is good. Okay, And Nabi sallallahu wa sallam, he says, Wail is for him, Wail is for him, and for him indeed is Wail. So now what is Wail? Now Wail in the Arabic language can have two meanings. The first is a word that shows the resulting punishment to mean destroyed. To mean destroyed. So this hadith with this meaning is he is destroyed, he is destroyed and indeed he is destroyed. What was his crime? He used to make people laugh. By what? Lying. Now, the second is a place in Jahannam. A valley in Jahannam. A wadi in Jahannam. So, this hadith now would mean For him is that valley in Jahannam. In the hellfire. For him is a valley of the hellfire. For him, indeed, is a valley in the hellfire. Both of these are, and you can't get. If you're destroyed, what happens? You're gonna go end up somewhere. It's not gonna be good if you're destroyed. If you're destroyed, it means you're going to jannah, right? Or it means you're going to have a hard time getting to jannah. Whatever it is, but you're destroyed. It's not something that's good for you. So over here, this sin, my brothers and sisters, of joking while, you just you're lying, is not something that you should take lightly. Shaykh Al-Islam continues and says that indeed Ibn Mas'ud he said indeed lying is not appropriate when being serious or when joking lying is not appropriate when being serious or when joking so my brothers and sisters we need to take extreme caution into falling into sins which is from the characteristics of the Munafiqeen the hypocrites and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection now Ibn Al-Qayyim died in a year 751, after the Hijrah of the Prophet Sallallahu he says in Shifa al one of his books, he says that the heart has two sicknesses. Generally, the heart has two sicknesses. The first is al wa-shak, doubts and misconceptions. And the second is al desires and deviation. Right? He says that shubuhat doubts, shubuhat doubts, and shawat. These two types Are the root of all sickness in man that They are the root of all sicknesses In the hearts of man He says That the sicknesses of the shubuhat Doubts Is harder than the two It's harder than dealing with your desires Doubts are harder than dealing with your desires And he says And it is quicker to kill a heart it is quicker to kill a heart than the two. يعني, it is more dangerous upon the heart and it is quicker to destroy the heart, subhanAllah. Now, he says regarding this verse, that they, the munafiqeen, they had this type of sickness. The sicknesses of shubuhat, doubts, and jahal, ignorance. And he later says that the cause of both of these sicknesses, the cause of both, يعني, uh, shubuhat, which is doubts And shahawat Which is desires He says the root Of the cause of both of these Is ignorance Jahal And he says the cure for both of these Is knowledge Is knowledge So the cure for both Deviation In creed Whether it's the doubts That someone might have in aqeedah Or whatever it is The cure to it Is knowledge And the cure for shahawat for desires. If someone is struggling to lower his gaze, مثلا, then a few things will help when he reads about the punishment of the grave or the hellfire or the end result of those who disobey Allah or knowing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or knowing Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and all the struggles that he went to just for you to be a Muslim and you're doing that. So these things, these this is knowledge, and this will help you stay on the straight and narrow. Now, subhanAllah, this is the last long. We're going to finish really soon. I know you guys are all tired. You guys have got long days, Monday. You know, what I, mean? I, I get that. But, last point, and it's very important. Wallahi. And it covers two important points. And this is, يعني, we ended off here, inshallah. Doubt, my brothers and sisters, in the religion is from the characteristics of the munafiqeen. Doubt in this religion is from the characteristics of the hypocrites. And we want to have complete yaqeen Firm conviction, faith We don't want to have any doubt And this is the way of those who are opposite to the the mu'mineen, the believers So when doubt enters faith, my brothers and sisters It weakens the faith just as sickness weakens the body So when you have doubt, it spreads Think of a fever it goes into every part of your body. You feel tired to walk, but you see, it feels like it's in your head. Your back starts to ache. You don't get it. It goes everywhere, corrupts everything, weakens the entire body. That is the same way that doubts corrupt the body. They corrupt your faith. The body of faith, they corrupt it. One doubt, wallahi, has the ability to destroy your entire religion. One doubt, when you ponder over it, ponder over it, ponder over it, it just ruins you. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rab Now, this is why subhanallah, the general people, the awam, the lay folk, the lay people, you and me We are told not to read the books of the people of ignorance Or the people of disbelief The people of innovation, the people of ignorance, or the disbelievers The awam, the general folk, are told not to read their works this is reserved for the older, more senior, more knowledgeable students of knowledge And they are the only ones who are allowed to read these works And they are only allowed to read them for the purpose of refutation For the purpose of refutation, nothing else Now, the Prophet wasallam, he saw Umar 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 where he would walk one way Shaitan would go another way Because he knew there was no chance with Umar And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He saw Umar radiallahu an, holding a piece of the Torah He had some of the Torah in his hand And Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Saw this and became angry with him Umar And he says Are you in doubt ya Abdul khattab Do you have any shak? Are you in any doubt about this matter? What I have brought you is pristine and clear. I have brought you something that is completely pure. There's no deviations in it. It's completely correct. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then he says, If Musa my brother, If Musa my brother was alive today, then he would have been compelled to follow me. Ah, ilaha illallah. I got a If Musa, السلام, the Prophet is saying this: if Musa, my brother, was alive today, he would have been forced to follow me. He would have no choice. Because he is the Nabi for all nations, for all time, the last Prophet and Nabi sallallahu So anyone who's alive. In his time, has to follow him. Now, the Prophet sallallahu wasallam is telling the entire ummah that in this time, after the prophethood of Muhammad sallallahu there is no need for anything prior, as this is the final message, and there is no law that can be taken from the previous texts, as this abrogates all of the previous texts and their laws. The Quran abrogates everything that came before. Now. We believe that they were the law of the time that they were revealed in, but we also believe that they were not preserved, that they have been changed, and now that the text themselves, in the sense of the law that it carries, is null and void. It does not have any weight in our Sharia. We can't say we can drink khamr because in the old gospel it's there we can drink. Yeah, it's not. That's not the case. Okay? So now, this. Is why it is not permissible, it is not permissible for any Muslim to read the previous texts except for the scholar who is using their texts to show inconsistencies, contradictions, and to show its distortion. And I think, personally, I think that the only time a person should read this is if a student wants to go into this fee of interfaith debating, then I believe he should only do it after getting exclusive permission, tazkiyah, from a scholar, a sheikh, who authorizes him to do so, because the scholar can see that this person is, faith, is firm in his faith, and he is firm in his knowledge of the Qur'an and the sunnah. He can see, is he well versed in the preservation of the Qur'an and the sunnah, he can see all of these things Because the person is coming to him Because if a person is not well versed in our sciences And his iman is low And he, he's a new student right? Especially if he's a new student He's got that hamas That يعني, that zeal When you come onto the deen I'm going to show every one of these ones Why they're one, two and three you know I mean? I'm going to put it on every single one of them Of why they're on falsehood and going to jahannam And I'm going to jannah. And that's nice every second day, yani every person who comes onto the deen, they want to do that. For that's the day two for them. Right? It's like part of the being a, a shab with hot blood. You know what I mean? With this I'm ready. <laughs> You're laughing because you know it's true. Now, <laughs> now, if this person who's a new student goes and someone poses to him a doubt regarding Muhammad sallallahu that he never has even heard. Or for instance regarding the Qur'an. Or regarding the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu Then this itself will cause him to doubt his own faith. And this will eventually weaken his faith if he is not dealt with very carefully by his scholars. And يعني, if it's not rectified, it could be a very dangerous place for him to be. Now this is the same in regards to the books, the lessons and the people of innovation. Our salaf, our pious predecessors Were crystal clear on this issue There was no doubt regarding this issue That we are free from the people of innovation We do not listen to their da'wah We do not read their works We do not engage in even debates with them We do not swear and curse at them And we do not harm them in public We don't harm them in private We don't actually bring physical harm on them This is not from our adab When you go on TikTok And you're having these little... Vibes with the Asha'ira. Yeah, roll one, two, and three, bleep, bleep, bleep. Right? You can't call another Muslim a dog, Wallah. Whether you're on the truth or not, wallahi, it's it's a shame. You you're trying to get his guidance, yani, Subhanallah, you're trying to show him why you you're upon truth and he's upon falsehood, but you think the way to do that is calling him a dog. You might be a donkey, but he is not that, I can't I Anjad, how can you think? That the way forward to teach this person The beauty of Salafiyya The beauty of Aqeedah Is to call him a dog I see this Wallah I see this Brothers that have Don't call anyone a dog Please Anjad I'm being serious the, the fact that we have to say this is sad Because we see it Time and time again Not just from here It's It's worldwide that brothers who are upon the truth on true aqeedah yes, but no adab. No adab whatsoever. Swearing at people, you're all one, two and three, you're all this, you're all that. Astaghfirullah You're not supposed to even be talking there, let alone swearing at them. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection, Ya Rab. So this is not for the average person, this is not for a new student of knowledge to throw this person three days into the masjid online and makes takfir on all the rawafid and the asha'ira and he curses them. and This is not for yani, a student of knowledge to do. This is not from the adab of the student of knowledge. Wallah! Now, the only ones who should be reading the works of the deviants or listening to their lessons or engaging in da'wah to them are those, again, who have been given exclusive permission by their mashayikh and their teachers. If your sheikh, a credible sheikh, not just sheikh Google or like some guy on TikTok who's got a beard and he's also calling the other people dogs, you know what I mean? It doesn't work either. Yeah, yani an actual credible someone who's graduated from a university or some sheikh has given him tazkiyah Someone, right? An actual sheikh, someone who studied. He is someone who is supposed to be engaging in these debates because he has adab. He's he's learned the adab. Inshallah So. The only person who is allowed to do this Is the one who is, in my opinion who is Someone who is given exclusive permission By their qualified mashayikh And wallahi The damage that is being done By illiterate students of knowledge Who have no clue about the intricacies Of the Qur'an and the sunnah By engaging in these discussions Is unbelievable Wallah And it's setting us back It's pushing our da'wah like years back Because of these Individuals who have no knowledge but they're just going on the other side and they're making our Aqeedah look very simplistic And look very idiotic because of the Adab that is shown And this is why we are not allowed to curse at another person's father Because that person who you curse, curse that person's father is going to curse your father right? This is why you're not allowed to do this Certain Adab that Nabi gave us but we're running amok. Now I have seen, subhanAllah, in my personal life, brothers who claimed to be on the manhaj of the salaf, and because they did not really have a strong body of knowledge, they fell into simple doubts, wallahi, simple doubts, that were placed there by deviants, and they deviated because of this, to the point that I know one student, who I knew personally, who left his studies in the Islamic University of Al-Madina, and became a full-blown deviant. He left the university completely Was a scholarship. He gave the scholarship away. And why? In my assessment, from my assessment of the issue, it was first issue of listening and studying online with deviated individuals. Things that have fiqh or maybe Arabic language or whatever it is, maybe heart softeners, And this was the root that caused it all. Now, a simple shak, my brothers and sisters, can destroy your entire religion and we ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala for His protection Ya Rab. But Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah, and I'm going to end it with this Ibn Al-Qayyim Rahimahullah He says something beautiful, he says that the Qur'an is described as a shifa The Qur'an is described as a cure What does it cure? The physical ailments, yes we believe in this but it cures the hearts So the person who is finding doubts in their religion is upon him to go back to the Quran. Barakallahu feekum wa Allah ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa jazaakumullahu khayran. Wassalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This program was presented by Albayan Radio, The Voice of Ahlus Sunnah wal Jamaah.